Smartcast. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome in. Welcome in. It's missing the point, but more importantly, it's the final football show of the year. Bobby, it's just me and you. Sad, man. Off case. We'll do we'll do a postseason recap, but like, you know, the It does sort good. of feel I know it's it's a there's a there's a recap and then of course we're gonna be back almost immediately for our uh our our prediction game. It'll feel like no time has passed at all, but you know, this show was the power ranking show um, into the playoff show, and now it's the Super Bowl preview show. But really, it's all it's always been the same show. The same meat has made up the protein portion of the dinner. And uh, and I just want to say I will, thanks, everyone, for listening all year. I feel this has been one of our better products here on Missing the Point that we've put out, and not just saying that because I'm involved in it. Mostly saying that because I'm involved in it, but I'm not just saying that because I'm involved in it. I feel like we've worked hard to bring you guys wild takes and uh, fun opinions. And, and you know, thanks to Bob for making the power rankings every week. We couldn't have done it really without those and the controversy caused therein. I have really enjoyed being locked into this NFL season. As much as the NFL is obviously made up of a bunch of evil fucks and uh, <laughs> the ownership and commissioner and everybody that's essentially makes this wonderful game come to us. God damn, if those evil bastards don't make a hell of a problem. Really, all the evil people do, right? All the all the big things that we all love so much are definitely made by evil fuckers. I, I mean, know. listen, I love me some fucking nicotine. The guy who created nicotine <laughs> definitely is not a good person. You know, <laughs> I know. If only like I just love was addicted to giving to charity. That'd be <laughs> right, or like addicted to running, or like addicted yeah. to, to working yeah. out. Like instead, be- I'm addicted to uh, gambling and cigarettes and, and cigarettes and football. And- <laughs> oh. It's uh, I, I think we're like the pumpkin spice basic bitches of uh, of white men. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't need to have a Tinder profile anymore. <laughs> You saw what I was wearing last night, so you know I already know that's true. Oh man, I I uh, if good good segue because I do want to shout out our other show this week on MTP. Uh, Bobby, myself, and our good friend Rayshon Buchanan did a fun little kind of deadline day basketball. LeBron breaks the record, the scoring record. Good timing on that, by the way. Yeah, basketball show. Obviously, he went on to break the record. He hadn't done it yet when we recorded the show, but we talked about him a good amount. I talked shit about him. The guys were like, how can you still be holding this torch (laughs) hitting LeBron James? And 
it was a good time. So if you're done, once you're done listening to this and you're interested in some basketball stuff, feel free to go listen to that. Uh, I think that's all the housekeeping we have to do. I've thanked the listeners. I've thanked you. Uh, I thanked myself, which I, I try to do on a regular basis. You got to say sorry, sorry to the people for missing last week. That's what we got. Yeah. Do. Well, I mean, we it's not necessarily that we missed last week. It's we, that was our Pro Bowl week. You know, I mean, it, we well, what, what exactly were we? That's were a we really good cover. That's a really good cover. I like that. Like, I didn't watch week. the Pro Bowl. <laughs> you know, I don't know yeah. if you did, but uh, I, I turned I turned it on for one second and saw NFL players playing uh, egg toss with each other. Yeah, it's and it's kind of like, stupid. You know, you know the the basketball All Star Weekend is eminently watchable, and uh, the football sort of skills competition and and celebration of the best players is. Uh, a little bit of a joke, and they can't really figure out how to make it cool. Putting it before the Super Bowl certainly doesn't help. No, no. I, I you know, I, I might w- be more inclined to watch it if it was after the Super Bowl. I just needed a little bit more yeah, football in my life. Just to get the itch, you know? Just, just that, yeah, scratch that itch for like one second. But it's like, I got the Super Bowl in a week. I'm good. I'm chilling. It's like what do you think resin. about like not resin? Yeah. What like why? Yeah, I know it is. It's a resin rip. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full blown resin ripper. Just keep so the uh, this is a neat. Is that niche? If you, know. if you know, if you know, if you, you know, know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you have a podcast. So, uh, what do you what, like? What, explain to me the logic of why we take two weeks off before the Super Bowl. Are they? Is it a marketing thing? Are they building? Yeah, yeah anticipation. It's a thing. Are they? Is it like they want, a, they want a everyone to get healthy? Thing? I think yeah. they want everyone to get healthy too. Logistics definitely where yeah. you have to get it everyone. It probably down helps. There. Like if you're putting on an event like that, you yeah. need the extra week, right? I, have would... it, ha- I mean, if you think about it, man, having to prep that big of an event in five days is nearly impossible, right? All those people coming into town, all those decorations you have to yeah. set up, all the different facilities. Like, because the Super Bowl isn't just a game. Remember that. It's like a carnival. It is, though, is the thing. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I watch football all year it's like very similar to to i I mean i do know that about you actually because we do football show together but so i i don't not know that about you i hope i watch football but no i mean i you'll understand this it's like i also love drinking right you know when i don't love drinking i don't love drinking on saint patrick's day or new year's eve i love drinking on a fucking tuesday with the rest of the professionals you know i feel like the super bowl it's fucking amateur night the apollo you're always sat next to some motherfucker who's like talking during the game and quiet during the commercials. And and listen, I make commercials for a living and, and Super Bowl spots are often my bread and butter. And I'm glad that people enjoy them. But uh, fucking watch the game. That's what I'm here to watch. It's still 15 minutes a quarter with two teams going out there to try to win a game. It's actually not any different. It's just the championship game. The rules aren't different, but... A lot of people who haven't watched football all year get together to, like, I guess, eat bean dip and watch the halftime show because Rihanna hasn't fucking done anything in, like, 10 10 years or whatever. I'm just there for the game. The halftime will be my bathroom break. Although, I guess I didn't feel that way last year when, like, Eminem and Dr. Dre did their thing. But That was a dope halftime show. That was sick. But that's generational, right? But otherwise, I would would venture to guess that, like, the majority of people, not the majority, but, you know, the, the viewership goes up drastically for the Super Bowl. So where were they all? Where were they all year? <laughs> you know, I mean, let's put it this way: Katie watches the Super Bowl every year, and right. I get I get shit for watching football every single Sunday. No, oh my God, you heard it here, folks. It's it's on record. <laughs> it, it, it's, I'm just making a point. Listen, we uh, we all we all I, I understand why. Listen, there's a reason 
that seven hours of commercial-free football makes girlfriend's ears bleed around the world. It's seven hours of commercial-free fucking football. That's a the lot. Only, I mean, Amy, man, the only arguments that happen in my house is Leah wants the Steelers on the oh, big TV, yeah. and, <laughs> you know, I want red zone. Non, non-football fans, seven hours yeah. of commercial-free football. Yeah, yeah, some of us are lucky, but I'm sure you are too in other ways. I, uh, I think that I mean, your, your situation is more typical for sure. But I think Sorry, that she doesn't listen. No, listen. I mean, I think I I welcome everybody to watch this wonderful game of ours. We will, of course, get to previewing the Super Bowl, and that's that's definitely what we're here to do. But we haven't yet talked about the conference championship games, and I think that the teams that took L's in those respective AFC and NFC conference championship games deserve a little bit of airtime here, especially that one. Yeah, as much as it's been a, a little time, I do think a little bit of a commiseration lap for those two is important. So if you're cool with it and you have the time and the inclination, you're sitting down with me to talk about football anyway. I would love to just do a little recap first of that Eagles Eagles 49ers game. So yeah. God damn, 49ers. I mean, we were high on them all year, Bob, and for good reason. I think we were high on them when they had a borderline losing record because we could see how good their defense was. We were high on them when Jimmy G dropped out because we could see that the system was was a little bit more important, although I don't know who could have really expected Brock Purdy to be as good as he was. We were high on Shanahan. We were super high on the Christian McCaffrey trade. I was really enjoying their run, but like you can't go to your fourth straight quarterback and expect to win a game against the best team in the NFC. Not not only fourth string quarterback, but then even he got knocked out. I know, man. It it was like, and then you have Kittle's on the sidelines like lefty. Can you throw lefty? (laughs) It just got to a point where it's like, you know, there's literally nothing you can do when you're down 31 to seven and you're running uh, jet sweeps all day long because you literally can't throw the ball. I, I would have liked to see them, you know, pull a couple bags out of there. You know, just something, bro. Do do a couple halfback passes or something. We'll just because because what else do you have to lose at that point? That first quarter was like the unluckiest quarter of football I've seen a team have. Like, yeah, the refs weren't helping them. The injuries were bad. That like to me when I when you saw what essentially was the most equivalent to two healthy teams going against each other, they looked pretty evenly matched. To be honest, like the the first yeah the first that few CMC drives. that CMC run was one of the best touchdown runs I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's going to be forgotten in the annals of history, unfortunately, yeah. because they didn't win so the game, good. and that's that just the way game. it is. But I think that they it looked like it was going to be a slugfest. That's how the game was shaping up. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, no. And it's like it is the unfortunate reality of this sport is that there's just a lot of injuries by the time you roll around to this week. And God, they're unlucky at the quarterback position. They got to get Jimmy Garoppolo out of there because I just think he brings bad juju to that position, to be honest with you. And I think Shannon's <laughs> already in said, general. Yeah, just in general, like he just gets it on people around him. And Shannon, I think, has already said there's a zero percent chance he's coming back. I'm not here to speculate on where he's going to be. I don't really care. I don't think he was the reason that they were good. I think he throws a great underneath ball. I think his deep ball is one of the worst in the NFL. I think that we'll leave that to Joe to do a show speculating on Jimmy G's future in the offseason. But uh, for for now, we're going to talk about people that are actually relevant. Um I think Brock Purdy comes back, right? And he's their QB next year. Like, what what happens to the what happens to the Wonderkin they drafted first or what was it, second or third overall a couple of years ago? So I think what the big question is is how long he's out for because he pretty much has to get Tommy. Jones he's also just not as season. good. He's also just not as good. Yeah, he's not as good as everyone said he was. Definitely. No, are you talking about Brock Purdy? I'm talking about yeah. Trey Lance. Oh, you're talking about Trey Lance. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. No, Trey Lance. You got to trade him. You got to get rid of him, right? Yeah, you have to. You, you go with Brock. 
you you can't have because it's different with Jimmy G, right? Jimmy G is well, he's, he his contract is going to run out, I think. Right, right, but I mean, even you know, having the young quarterback with Jimmy G behind him is different. Where you you can keep, you know, that's why they brought him back. So you can keep as a, him as a backup because he's a vet. He's done that before. He has experience. You can't have Trey Lance and Brock Purdy in the same quarterback. Yeah, you're just going to put yourself in that same exact position that you have been for the past few years, except it's worse because it's like two young guys. And it's like what happens, right? And and Lance was a top five pick. So obviously, Purdy would be the starter because of this run that he just went up. Right. What happens what, what, when Purdy what, throws, where, where did throws four go? picks? Did Lance go like third? He went third, right? Third, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They traded up with uh, Miami. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, you can't you can't do that because as soon as Purdy throws three, four picks, Everyone, where's Lance? Why don't you bring Trey Lance? You can't do that to a young quarterback, man. You just no. can't. It, it's, no, it's, it's fucked up. Done. Yeah. I mean, you saw it. You see, there's examples of it every year where it's like, oh, bring this guy in. I mean, you saw it happening with, with uh, Trubitsky and uh, and what the fuck's the kid's Pickett. name? Steel, Steel in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, Kenny Pickett, yeah. And Kenny Pickett, obviously, like, if you're a Steelers fan, you're watching Mitch Trubisky throw ducks and you saw what Kenny Pickett did in college, which was quite a bit. I'm not sure he's prototypical for the nfl but you're, you're probably gonna go like let's let's see what he can do right but they were pretty aggressive calling for him to come in and you're creating a, a situation in your fan base when you put when you when you make that kind of a thing happen i mean we did it to mitch trubisky for christ's sake in chicago so i think you're right you got to get rid of trey lance and you got to you got to make another run with who you have because yeah, that defense sure. stays solid brock purdy hopefully gets healthy in the offseason i'm not sure what the extent of his injury is and then you make another run with him uh, with even more experience and, and hope for the best. Hopefully he doesn't fall off a cliff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if 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 Purdy's in that game, that's a completely different ball. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that first quarter. I mean, well, they, I know they couldn't run their think, offense. They could not run their offense. Exactly. And I think Philly was going to end up running away with that, to be honest. You think? I, 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 I don't know I if do. they're scoring 31 points if, if this this if the San Francisco offense can stay on the field is the thing. That's true because I mean Philly just dominated the ball, the line of scrimmage the entire game, and yeah. I think Hertz only threw like for what 149 yards or something like that. We'll have to come back to that when we talk about the preview because I think that's going to be a big factor as far as uh, their their pass rush. But I guess uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm taking it personally, but I just I took it. I I just didn't. I, it was a shitty game. You know, we've had a lot of really good playoff games. I think the other game was really good, <laughs> the conference championship round. I think that. The divisional round was really good, as much as it probably hurt your feelings. I think the wild card round was really good. There was a duck in every in every round, but I think that it sucked that both of these games weren't good because I think that the quality of the teams deserved a better game, if that makes sense. I think they should have pushed uh, Philly a little bit harder. But uh, what did you make of Philadelphia in that game? What, like, do you think you got a good read on what they're going to bring to the table in this in this championship game in the Super Bowl, or is it? I don't know. San Fran was beat up because that's kind of what I'm getting at. I yeah. I still don't know if they've like proven anything to me. I also put a ludicrous amount of money on the Chiefs, so I'm kind of talking myself into it. You've been, you've you've had stock on the Chiefs all year, so yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's not hard. It's not it's not hard to, to roll with them. I'll be honest. So uh, you got I know it's like not something you can celebrate ever, but you do have to give them credit for knocking both those quarterbacks out because it's not like they got injured. Random. That's true. Like they, they, they got knocked. They out, came down literally. Yeah, they, they, came they, they, came, they yeah. wouldn't knock them out of the game. So that's one thing. I, I just was. I, I love the Eagles. We all like that their talent, everything. I, I hate the fucking Eagles, yeah. but I love, I love their that team. Was a surprising thing to hear come out of your mouth. I, I came out and my brain was like, "What the fuck did you just?" <laughs> <say?"> <laughs> but they haven't played anyone, bro. 
that's what's so scary about that team. It, it, we'll get to it in a little bit, but like literally the best quarterback they've played all year long is maybe Justin Fields. You know, like, and Justin Fields is great. He's good. So they played the best quarterback in the NFL. Cool. But he he's not. <laughs> they, they haven't beaten an actual true elite quarterback. We won that game, like, just for the record. And, you, and, they, and the Bears won that game, right? <laughs> and the next, next best is maybe uh, Dak Prescott. Cowboys won the game. Mm-hmm. The other one was Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Those are the three best quarterbacks that you they didn't have to. They're, they're not coming through hell to get here. And I agree with that for sure. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's a good segue, though, because I think, sure, the Chiefs aren't going through hell or or definitely went through like a lot more than the Eagles to get here, and they had to play better competition. I think a lot of that by just the pure merit of being in the AFC in 2023 compared to being in the NFC, but the Chiefs maybe didn't really deserve to come out of that game. Like I, mm. I know, I know you. De- I know we don't like to talk about the refs on on this podcast. We got to give him a minute. You got to, yeah. I agree. It, it was bad, man. It was bad. Like there was some Injured. bad fucking calls in that game. Like there was there was a missed hold, a really bad one. There was a hold call that happens on every play, which is frustrating. That hit that decided the game on Mahomes, like out of bounds. I'm conflicted on because if I'm on the Bengals. I'm looking at that guy being like, what are you doing? Yeah, you can't. What are you, you doing? Like, you're a fucking idiot, dude. What are you doing? You, you have to throw it, though, because it is it is a what are you doing moment. It where, was like, so soft, though, Bob. Like It was very soft. I agree. But like. It was because it was Patrick Mahomes, dude. Like, it, it just was. What 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 makes it more infuriating? So if if so, two separate calls that went against the Bengals uh, on one a play on Joe Mixon inside yeah. like the five yard yeah. line, which was the exact same thing. Yeah. If they had called that, I would have been okay. Just consistency is all we this ask is, for. This is, this is a, a call that's been made for 18 straight weeks this season. Yeah. Every single that's week. That's fine, but it wasn't consistent call. in the game. Right. And then the other one, listen, if you're going to call roughing the passer on Mahomes on that or a personal foul, you got to call roughing the passer on that Joe Burrow on, I, I, I forget what the situation was. But he, he got hit off the head, bro. It is like if 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 you're gonna call that for one quarterback, you have to give both sides that same whistle. I know. You have to, man. I just think it's like I don't want as a concept, I don't want referees to referee in context. I don't want the referees to say, Oh, dude, we can't give him this fifteen yard penalty. It decides the game, it puts him in chip shot range. No, if it's a penalty, call the penalty. It's don't think like that. That's not what I'm asking for. I, a penalty is a penalty, but you got to be consistent on both sides, man. Because the problem is, a lot of times you are going to decide a game by having to make a call. That's just a fact. Like, that's just the way that sports work in general. And that's okay. It's disappointing when it happens. It 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 takes the the sort of the onus a lot of the time out of the player's hands, which it, which none of us want. I don't even want field goal kickers deciding games. I don't think the fucking least athletic guy in the field should be deciding fucking football games. It doesn't make any sense to me. But like the refs, God no. But I think if I'm a Bengal 
or if I'm the Bengals coaching staff or if I'm Joe Burrow or if I'm the defensive captain. So if, if you were actually a tiger, if you if I'm if I lived in a mountain a and I ate gazelles for <laughs> breakfast, lunch and dinner, I think I wouldn't care about sports. <laughs> but <laughs> I, but that's neither here nor there. If I was a Bengal uh, as the as the as the team playing in Kansas in Cincinnati. I would want to take responsibility for the loss because it was a dumb mistake. And I would want everybody on the team to not want to look outside of ourselves to find blame, uh, you know, in the officiating or whatever, because just just beat them, you know, don't take it out of the ref's hands. Like it, it's like in a fight, if you're watching a boxing match or, or an MMA event and it goes to the judges, you're immediately asking for subjectivity. It, yeah. It's it's yeah. an opinion, you know, yeah. it's not. The problem is there all are always going to be rules that are subjective. The issue I have with this situation is, and like, yeah, it's like, you know, to my, to, to finish my earlier point, I, I think just take it out of the ref's hands, just beat their asses, you know, just be the better team definitively. That's easier said than done though. And I think that yes, it's subjective. Yes. It's an opinion. And I know that they don't have an easy job, the refs, but fuck man. Like, why, why even let the on the field guys make the calls at this point if we have replay? Like, they, it's so arbitrary what they decide they can review or not, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, it really you is. can't review that hit, but you can review like a why? catch. I, if you're, I, if I you're never watching a, why? it doesn't why make any sense. Well, because they don't want to like delay the game or whatever, but yeah, but, but it's already fucking delayed. Who gives a shit? But I saw them do expedited calls this playoffs. Remember last that? Last week. Last yeah. week. They were like, expedited call. We made it happen. I'm like, and then, cool. and, then, and then they're like, oh, no, no, that's not available this week. We <laughs> What is that? Like, what is that? You can't just know, start man. doing that in the playoffs. That's fucking know. wild. That just wild. like to, to me, I mean, a line judge, sure. And like a couple of eyes, but like take the take the fucking responsibility off those poor fuckers down there that have to get like shit thrown at them if they fuck up. Like, just make the eye in the sky call every time. Just make it like a Vegas craps room. Where there's a guy watching every monitor and goes like, yep, yep, yep. And then the call's just made and we move on. And challengeable calls, like, for instance, say you say you you're reviewing something, right? You're reviewing uh, like uh, 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 did did Mahomes' arm go forward when he's like when he's throwing the ball or something like that. It was right? the weirdest fucking fumble ever. By but the way. there was. Yeah, it was. But guess what? There was a fucking late hit in that in that replay. He gets hit in the head in that replay. Yeah, they're not looking yeah. at that, though. You know, that evidence emerges because you're yeah, looking at something like, else. Oh, we clearly see he got a concussion on that clearly. play. But, you know, we, 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 we didn't. But that's not, not what we're it. reviewing is the logic, right? That's not what we're reviewing. So it's just like, come on, guys. Like, th this is a fucking, this is a joke. Like, you look like idiots doing this. It's not helping you either, you know? And if you can make these expedited calls, and I watched you do it, now I know you can do it. Now I know you can do it in six seconds and I don't have to watch 27 angles of a football maybe or maybe not hitting the ground. Why aren't we always doing that? Because yeah, you, so you can put more commercials in. I bet that's fucking why, which I'm actually okay with. But yeah, like, that's how you get paid. I, it is. It is. You're not wrong. Actually, I take it all back. Edit this part out. <laughs> Keep the commercials in. Lots more reviews. Got to pay the mortgage somehow. Anyway, look, it was frustrating from that uh, angle. I, I thought it was two great teams. It's two great teams that we can't go past without mentioning it. They did give the Chiefs an extra down as well. They they cordos did they fifth down, bro. Fifth down. It was, I didn't I didn't notice that. What happened? So there? so what happened was it was I forget. I think it was in the fourth quarter actually. 
I feel was like I was glued to this down. game. I missed it. It was third down, and the they snapped the ball, and the refs came in and waved it off, technically. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. But, like, it was yeah. so late, and the play, like, already happened, and the Chiefs got stuffed. And all of a sudden, they're like, no, yeah. we blew it dead. It was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I know what you right. mean. Yeah, I know what you're talking me. about. That'll make you think that, there's, that the fix is in. That'll make you think there's a fucking script. <laughs> if anything, will make you think it. The refs were like helping. Did you see like so funny? Funny enough, the the Arian Foster comments came out this week about NFL yeah. being scripted. The the tweets that joking. came out, he definitely was joking. <laughs> but the the tweets that came out after that were Hilarious. some of the funniest Hilarious. shit I've ever seen in my entire life. The the one where the Aaron, Aaron Aaron Hernandez looking at his 2011 <laughs> script was like, he's like, wait, this is the script. Dak 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 Prescott looking at his 2019 script, and he's like. Oh man, that's bro, bad. it was it was, it was brutal. There's some brutal ones, but my favorite one out of all of them was it was Matt, Prescott related? No, it was it was Matt Ryan looking at his Super Bowl, uh, looking at and the then it's like Brady's next skated. to him. Or? <laughs> well, no, there's not the smiling one. The one where he it was him just breaking down after him like why? It's fucked up, dude. There is if if it is scripted, that's they're mean. The script writers are fucking assholes. So my my rebuttal against the NFL being scripted, and I think it's like the ultimate shutdown rebuttal. They would be the dumbest organization in the world if it was scripted, and the Cowboys haven't been to a Super Bowl in twenty nine years. Because Why? I guarantee, because when the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl, it's going to be the most watched fucking sporting event, or maybe TV event ever, bro. They break they break records on a Thursday night football game because everyone fucking hates them and they love to see them lose. You you're hate telling them. me, yeah, <laughs> I do. But you're telling me that 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 wouldn't be the most watched Super Bowl ever if they yeah. were in it. Yeah, there's no way it's scripted if, if they haven't been in it. No way. Oh, you're right. It, well, but stupid. maybe they're building it up. You know, like they're they're playing the long game. Just a, a fifty year long game. Yeah, a fifty year long game. Jerry Jones got the idea when he was preventing young black children, black children from going into elementary school. He was like, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to go and I'm going to script the NFL. It's all It all comes down to him. I fucking hate that guy. Okay, so we were talking. Why are we talking about the fucking Cowboys again, Bobby? You always do this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, pulled, I pulled a Joe. I'm sorry. You know, the thing about Bill Belichick. So, point being. We love you, Joe. I do. I do it's, all, it's all in good fun. I do think that the Chiefs are not like undeserving of going to the Super Bowl, though. Like, I think we have the number one team in the AFC versus the number one team in the NFC, statistically, right? And the number one quarterback in the AFC versus the number one quarterback in the NFC, and like all the rushing stats and all the receiving stats and, and all, like, a lot of defensive teams. stats. These are the two best teams, yeah. and I think that uh, I think that it's a little boring when that happens sometimes. And like Joe Burrow specifically has been the guy to like be like, "Nah, that's not happening this year." A few times now. And I, I do think they still match up really get well against the Chiefs. But Pat Mahomes with a with a busted ankle, but on a mission. I don't know. I think they talk too much shit. To be honest, I think they talk like the, they, there the was, Bengals. You mean? Yeah, the Bengals. Yeah. Little, little there's, too much bulletin board material. Yeah, there was a line, man. There's a difference between being swaggy and yeah. and and with it and like on point and and being followers versus like calling Arrowhead Burrowhead, bro. And the mayor thing with 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 I that was kind uh, of officially funny, it was funny, <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. But like, come on, guys, you're, you're firing him up. You are firing him up doing that. 
It's not a great, it's not a great look, but they're the last people you want to fire up. The Patrick Mahomes is and the Travis Kelsey's of the world. They're the last people you want, like really raring to go. And you, I mean, I give credit to the Bengals. Like they did go into the, what is apparently the, the loudest stadium, the most hostile environment. They talked a bunch of shit about the fucking atmosphere. They talked a bunch of shit about how they own that place. And I mean, they lost, but like they didn't lose by much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they still kind of, they kind of are right that they they do match up so well against the Chiefs, and they kind of have their number a little bit. That's why, like, I can't, I can't, I can't blame the refs too much because the no. Bengals had plenty of chances to win this game. They had they had a possession in the last two minutes. They had all the chances they they could have asked for to win yeah. that game. They just didn't get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that's a good time to transition. I think it's time to preview the fucking Super Bowl. Bro. Oh, yeah. The best betting, the best betting day of the year. <laughs> the Andy Reid Bowl, my friend. My personal opinion, and I think this will come as a surprise to absolutely nobody that's ever heard me speak on a subject before, is that Andy Reid's going to put a hurting on the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I think he's going to, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of early release throws by, by Mahomes that are deadly accurate to the under, to, to the Travis Kelsey's of the world. I think it's going to be a lot of four, four, nine, five yards, six yards, nine yards, three yards, four yards, nine yards. Like it's going to be a lot of methodical picking them apart. I'm not super scared of that pass rush other than the obvious fact that pass Pat Mahomes' ankles fucked up. So to me, it comes down to if Pat Mahomes plays, plays all four quarters, if he plays every snap under center for the Chiefs, the Chiefs come away with this game. If not, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. It, it doesn't look like a Kansas City Chiefs victory to me. Am I way off base here? Am I still not giving the Eagles enough credit? I think you're on point. I think when it comes down to a Super Bowl, I mean, you remember this is uh, the, the number one thing I call from that Buck Super Bowl is like the pass, the pass rush is the is the most important thing when it comes down to a game like this because, you know, emotions are high, all this stuff. It's just... When you have a tired offensive line 19 weeks into the season and you have an elite pass rush like the Eagles have, it just it could take over the game so fast, you know, and but if he can't scramble, it's not like it's it's big, you know, burly guys coming to get him. Hassan Reddick can move, bro. And and unless Mahomes is feeling, you know, uh, nifty with his feet, he's not getting away from Reddick. So. I could see an, a, a situation where the Eagles have, you know, six, seven sacks like the Bucks did in that last Super Bowl. And that just throws everything off, especially with the Chiefs. They're a very timing oriented team, especially now, too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if if Mahomes has to, you know, roll out and get knocked off and then Kelsey isn't there on that turnaround 12 yard route that they fucking love. They do every week that somehow no one can stop. Somehow no one can stop. I, I used to say that exact same thing about the fucking, uh, the pass to the flats that the Pats used to do in the red zone where it's like, why? The James White, the James White yeah, play? like, why don't you just put a guy right there? Like, no one ever puts a guy right there and it's like, he's just throwing it to him every single fucking time. 
And all you need is a linebacker on the line to just get in the way. But no one seems to be able to stop it. It doesn't make any sense. Travis Kelsey's also like I can at least put some like read into what how Travis Kelsey's able to do that because his footwork is unbelievable. Like really the is. way he's able to move his body for a guy his size, the way he's able to be facing one direction and then decide to be facing another direction. But it took six yards for him to like turn in that one direction. He seems to know where the guys behind him are when he catches a ball. He seems to be able to make space for himself um, where there really shouldn't be any. There's there's it like he's too big for a safety to do anything to him once he's like caught the ball or once he tries to move. And he's too fast and agile for any sort of uh, larger line plus player to try to make a play on him like early. So he I think that's why he's just able to tear everybody up. And I think that once if you start to get the ball to him early and you start to make those plays early and the the other receivers come to play from a homes and you're making these nice little short yardage plays and getting into that rhythm that we know the chiefs can get into. Then I think you, the, the Eagles are in for a long night, man, because yeah, yeah. if that D line starts to get demotivated, if they, if they go a whole quarter without touching them, you know, uh, if, if the reality starts to set in, I will also say there's an experience in championship games factor. Uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Even if they get hit and bumped early and the physicality of the Eagles starts to take effect like it has against a lot of other teams, and credit to them for that physicality. Everybody on that team is strong and fucking fast and elite, and they can move side to side, and they've built a hell of a model over there. They really have a lot of really great athletes on that team from the quarterback up. But even if the Chiefs get on their back a little bit, even if they get pushed back against the wall. They, to me, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm happy to hear you argue with this. They're the team that is much more likely to be able to recover from a losing position than than the Eagles are because they've been there before. They have the guy. The fact that they've been there before, yes, but I Andy Reid also. I mean, they you know that guy's just got a million years of experience in high profile games. Say what you will about. Also, the Eagles haven't really faced much adversity this year. Uh, They had a couple games where they had to come back, but not too much. Also, the Chiefs always seem to have like one or two things up their sleeve you haven't seen yet. So yeah, I agree with that. But like, they're pretty fucking electric, man. That Eagles team, they're so fast. Are you high? Are you betting on the Eagles? Is that is that what I'm hearing? Uh, I'm of your voice. I'm I'm fifty fit. Yes. How could like how could you? Uh, so at, the, at I, this I, point, like, how can you put your money on the Eagles? Like, it's just like, regardless of who you think is going to win, like, you got to ride with whoever isn't the Eagles, Bobby. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not betting on the Green Bay Packers, no matter how much I think they win, if they're in a fucking Super Bowl. It's just not happening, dude. It's just not. I'm not putting my money on that team. I, I, I think it's just the the fact that I was with them as that number one team all year, man. You know, and and. I really wanted them to be honest. If they wore the black jerseys, if they wore the black jerseys, well, you they, weren't though. I I literally spent an entire season proving that you didn't think they were the best team in the NFL. Every single week, week in week out, we would play a little game, right? And, the and, fucking then, and then I, show, I'm always in denial about the Chiefs. This is how it's been. But you bro. would tell I, me, I would I would paint you a scenario most of the time where the fucking Eagles could go could even go to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. We talked about this matchup. Three months ago. And you were like, no, Chiefs fucking, oh, if that happens, Chiefs. And all of a sudden, when the day comes, you're not grabbing your balls, man. You're not doing it. I don't understand. All right. It's a good I haven't. Time. I haven't I haven't put the money on it yet, to be honest. I'm still well, wavering. 
I'm glad you said that because we have some props to talk about. We, do. we, we yes. have some we have some lines to talk about. And this is this is where we're going to see out the, the, the fun and amazing power ranking show uh, with our crippling gambling addictions. So, do you want to start? Do you have any do you have any good parlays or, or any sort of good props that you want to hit me with? Yeah. So my, my biggest thing right now is I have one where uh, let's see, which one do I want to start with? Do you want to start? You want to go with parlays first? Well, I have a I have one fun parlay. Check this okay, one out. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, like this it. is this is a kind of a wild one, but this is sort of how confident I am. Pat Mahomes to have it's not even necessarily a parlay. It's kind of a parlay, but it's not a parlay. It's like a pre-made parlay. Pat Mahomes to have two hundred and forty-five plus yards or three hundred and forty-five plus passing yards, two plus touchdowns, thirty-one pass completions, and Kansas City win plus fifteen hundred. Ooh, I like that. Now, like that to me is the kind of bet where you're going like, if Kansas City win, this is what I think Pat Mahomes' stat line has to look like for that for that to come true, right? So yeah, you're betting on the win, but you get these great odds because you're sort of saying if they win, it's because of Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So he's th- him. He's thrown three plus touchdowns. He's thrown for over three forty five. That's the real odds maker right there. Because I'm not. I don't know. Th- throwing for over three hundred forty five yards. You're basically. We're talking about you're betting on Pat Mahomes having the best Super Bowl performance ever. <laughs> like it would be a fucking insane. That's a lot of passing yards. That's a lot. Yeah. It would be an insane performance in a Super Bowl. But I believe in him. Yeah, and listen to say that the Eagles are, as we just talked about, untested, playing great quarterbacks so far this season would be an understatement. This yeah. is this is this is by tenfold the best quarterback they've played so far this year. And the best team they've played so far this year. So yeah, no, I like that a lot. I have one. See, this is what I think I am going with the Eagles just by looking at my stuff here. You're such I, a fucking traitor. I, dude. I know, man. I know. Oh my god! I swear to God, you would sell us. But all so, so talk. one of the big th- is is I would. You're right. <laughs> the so the Chiefs struggle against the run has been noted. I mean, ETN ran for 130 on them. You know, every week we see another running back. Th- sure. That's how teams stay in the games against the Chiefs, sure. and that's what the Eagles do. Is they run the ball. So I have Miles Sanders over 61 and a half rushing yards, Jalen over 49 and a half rushing yards, Jalen over 238 passing yards because the running opens up that passing offense. Hurts and Sanders both score a touchdown. I didn't put Eagles money line on it. That's not that's not you betting the Eagles. That's you betting the Eagles to destroy the Chiefs. That's crazy. No, that's not crazy. That's or not it's crazy. a shootout or it's a wild shootout. It could shootout. be a shootout. I'm thinking it's going to be a shootout, to be honest. Uh, but that's plus uh, 20 to 1. So plus 2018, 10 bucks to win 211. Not bad. All right. I got a fun one for you. Ready? Yeah. Marquez Valdez Scantling to have five plus receptions, 100 plus receiving yards of receiving touchdown and the Chiefs win the game plus 1900. <laughs> because it's not believing that man. He's <laughs> such an X factor in this game, man. Uh, well, I, he's going to be one thing or the other, right? He's either going to he's either going to have five plus please. receiving touchdowns, or we're not going to see him. Nothing, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's that's why. Well, he's not such five plus X. receiving touchdowns is a little extreme. That'd be, but you know what I mean. Wild. He just <laughs> has know, the best game. You know ever. what I mean, though. <laughs> you know what I mean. The extreme pendulum of what he could be. He's such an X factor in this game. If if MBS can get open, and they have to actually worry about someone else besides Kelsey. And McKinnon and Pacheco, all those guys. I was going to bring up the one-two punch of the Chiefs running game that there isn't a ton of tape on. Yeah, they're good. I mean, listen, they're good, man. I I think that's how, if the Chiefs blow out the Eagles, it's going to be because 
it's on the ground, right? It, it, Mahomes will get it started, and then they're just going to plow it down their throats. It, that's that's the only way I could see that happening. On that note, maybe you'll like this bet, even as a hedge. McKinnon, two-plus touchdowns, and the Chiefs to win, plus 1250. I like that. Because if they would, you're saying, because I'm saying if they win, we have an all-time stat line from Pat Mahomes. You're saying if they win, they do it on the ground. So if you believe that, if you truly believe that in your in your in your dark bitter heart, that's a good bet for you, right? Yeah. At least yeah. as a hedge. At least as a hedge. I see. That's. A, I don't know if it's a hedge though, because listen. Well, you're gonna I, bet five different props on the fucking Eagles, apparently. You goddamn traitor. So sorry, it is a little man. bit of a hedge. I'm, I'm just. Sorry. I'm talking into one Kansas. I'm just living. Listen, if Micah Parsons can live vicariously through an NFC East team, so can I. He said it was okay. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I, I still He's a mercenary. Yeah. He gets paid by another team. You're a fan. That's different. This isn't a, a, a parlay, but so a couple props that I like. So I have game to be game to be decided by exactly three points. Oh, I hate that. That would stress me out. Plus four forty right now. Every time, every time somebody kicked a field goal and went up three points, I would be like, "Ah, I'm Stop doing scoring. it. We're doing it." <laughs> I would, I, then you're cheering for them not to score. So it's like, Ugh. also game to be decided by exactly seven points plus seven ninety. I did an exact score bet based off of the meme that I saw going around this week that said someone leaked the NFL script and it was Eagles thirty seven, Chiefs thirty four, and it had like the whole breakdown. It was a whole thing. So I bet exact score. 3734. That's actually, if that's actually, bro. If, if it actually happens, A, I'll want a good amount of money, so I won't be that mad, but it's then it would definitely be scripted. It's 200 to one, so five bucks to win a grand Ooh. if it's 37 to 34. That's a lot. I also have, by the way, on the money line, I got the Chiefs at 145 plus 145, which you're that's not good. You're not even coming close to that right now. It, I've heard it's gonna, it's gonna get close to a pickup. It's man, a pickup, which is crazy. It's officially it is a pickup pick now. So okay, they're officially. both minus 110. Or it's like minus one ten. She's minus one twenty. Eagles. So that's a pick them to me. This this is the most even Super Bowl I can even remember, man. Yeah, I mean they're all fucking even on paper, right? Until <laughs> you get in there. No, no. I mean that technically last year's wasn't. I mean I know it kind of, but like the Rams were the team all year long, and the okay, Bengals were like, the look underdog. At the Rams. And then I like, know, look at the Rams now. We change in the last minute of the game. Plus seven sixty. 55-yard field goal, 55-plus-yard field goal, plus 440. Love all those bets. I I can already see Bucker coming out for a 55-plus-yard field goal. It's happening. He's going to nail it, too. I can't wait. He's a good kicker, especially in high-pressure situations. He won the game for him last week. I don't like betting on field goals, though, because I don't don't think they should exist. Yeah, I know. You you hate field goals. Why is the least athletic guy on the field deciding a game? Why do do they have to exist? Just like if you want to score, you got to get to where you got to get to. If you want to score, you got to get past that line. That's yeah. that's the rough and tumble nature of this game. That's what we do here. But it's like you can just have some guy that like fucking played soccer in college come out and win a game for you. That doesn't make any sense. Like I'm a soccer fan, and it seems antithetical to me to the entire business model we're trying to build here. But like whatever, dude. Moving right on along. Uh, I don't have any left. I, I'm that's all. Those are all my potential bets. I have I have a couple fun ones. Uh, I don't know if we sure yeah, go into me. those. So I have. 
Let's see here. I got like put it. Put a dollar, win $50 million if uh, Patrick Mahomes sprouts a fucking alien from his chest in the middle of the game. No, it was, it was, I love doing these ones because it just keeps you tuned in to even the post game and, all, and mm-hmm. all, all the different aspects of the game. So, who were the MVP mentioned in the speech? First person he mentions, I have city and fans because <laughs> it, it just, I know, I know, plus thousand, no, plus, plus 100. So, 100 to one. Um, you know, you look at the two teams, right? Mahomes and Hertz are the two favorites to win MVP, obviously. If Mahomes wins, I could definitely see him thanking Kansas City. And if Philly, if Philly wins, he's definitely thanking the city of Philadelphia first. There's no doubt in my mind on that one. The Gatorade, uh, I got plus 200 for yellow, green, and lime. It's the one that's won the most all time. And then I also have... <laughs> I, yeah, I did some research. It's right. And I also have plus fourteen hundred red because it's the Chiefs. I thought maybe you know they would dump some red Gatorade on Andy Reid. I can see it. I can right? see it. Right. I I feel like green Gatorade for Andy Reid to be like you just beat your old green team that you uh, that you were the head coach of for so long that you could never quite get it done with. I mean, what what is Andy Reid's look to you? I I want to finish talking about this guy because. You know my stance on him. I, I think he's one of the best ever, if not the best to ever do it. I think there's a lot of people that say like, oh, he's an also ran. He gets to the show, but he doesn't get it done. He's got one Super Bowl despite being in a fucking bajillion champions, championship games, it, it, conference championship games, uh, you know, being in Super Bowls, being in, in big high profile games and losing. Does that to you, to me, I see it as that's a guy who can build a team and get him to the show. And anybody can win one game, and he's and he's unlucky uh, from time to time. What does that say to you? And can you honestly picture Andy Reid losing to the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl? I, I couldn't think of a more grotesque and, and hurtful sight than than the team that he was beat with that stick for so long, and it turned out he was the best part of the organization for that entire time, and. Then for him to have to fucking lose to them in the Super Bowl, like what a what a cut that would be for me as a human being. I I just don't because he's just he's he's been dealt some unfair hands, Bob. You know, yeah, for sure. And I feel like that would be the biggest blow possible to his legacy. You know what I mean? Like right now, the way people look at Andy Reid could change the most out of everyone in this game based off of this game, right? Yeah. You know, if if Mahomes loses, he's still Mahomes. If Hurts loses, you know... It, well, you brought up a couple weeks ago, like, are they underachievers at this point? If That's what I mean. If they lose this Super Bowl, man, that's still one Super Bowl. Or what, what we all consider one of the best teams of all time, yeah. Right. But what about your Brady ruined everything theory? But still, I mean, that's the, but that's the narrative. That's what people are going to talk about. It's the standard, though. Right, it, that's the way it is now right exactly so if you don't get multiple super bowls you can't be considered one of the best of all time 100 you true. can't so 100 true yeah if you want to go down as one of the best coaches one of the best quarterbacks one of the best teams of this decade essentially the team of this decade you gotta win this yeah yeah that's why i think they're gonna do it because i think they are that <laughs> I think it's quite clear that they are that. And I think that it's intangible and it's difficult to 100% put my finger on. But because they are that is why they're going to win. You know what? It's it's just jealousy, man. I just don't want 
I don't want either team to win, if I'm being fucking honest. I'm <laughs> sick of the Chiefs winning. They don't deserve any more fucking Super Bowls. I want to go to a Super Bowl, so fuck the Chiefs. And B, the Eagles don't deserve another goddamn Super Bowl either. What the fuck is going on in the world that the Eagles are going to win, possibly win a second fucking Super I know, it's tough. It's Jesus hurtful. Christ. Philadelphia doesn't have much going on, man. Give them something. Yeah. All right, fair. I'll fair, say fair. this. I'll say this. My belief in the Chiefs is rooted in, yes, I believe in them genuinely, but also equally, and you'll understand this sentiment, the fact that I claimed loudly to believe in them in our Discord chat and on the podcast at the very start of the season, <laughs> and I have defended them this entire time, and now here they are, <laughs> you know, and... I did say, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not one to brag, but I did say on our last show that despite the fact that Joe Burrow has had Patrick Mahomes' number and the Chiefs' number for every other time they ever played, essentially in this era, that the Chiefs are still going to get it done. And it's for this reason. It's literally for this reason. It's the reason you're saying if they don't do it, then they are underachievers. And we've been considering them the one of the best teams of, of this generation. And Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback of this generation. And because I think we're right about that is why I think they're going to get this done. You say what you will about his ankle. Say what you will about the pass rush. It scares me. The pass rush. That's pass just... rush is a lot, dude. The pass rush is a lot. But again, I something that's so beautiful about the game of football and, and something that we've seen happen over and over and over again is in a game with more players on the field than most other sports in a game with most uh, more players coming in and rotating and, and bigger rosters. And one guy can come out there and just fucking win that game still. And if you ask me who is more likely to do that, Patrick Mahomes or Jalen hurts it's definitely bad. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I only got I one answer for you, bud. And, uh, and that's the way it is. It's true, man. It's true. I mean, listen, I'm I'm not saying that you're convincing me here, but I probably will end up doing a sprinkle on the Chiefs too. I I I like I like to keep my money in both. Yeah, I like to be in both. Like a little drizzle of cinnamon on your morning lunch. Yeah, no, it should. I think it's gonna be a great game. Though I'm pumped. I don't know. I don't know about you. It's gonna be a good game. Yeah, it's gonna be be good. I look forward to it. I really do feel a a shootout coming though. I really think it's gonna be a lot of points in this game. I'm here for a fucking shootout. All right, I'm into it. I like it. On that note, uh, thank you so much to all the contributors of this season's 2022 to 2023's Power Ranking Show. Uh, I'd love to thank. Oh, this is so sad. I know, I know. God, well, we got to do it. We'll be, we'll be. Why back. does this? Why? Why do we have to do this every year? You know what I mean? Like when you're in, I, I always think about this when I'm in like week three or four. Where you're like, oh man, there's still so much football left. Has not even gotten started <laughs> yet? There's so, but like. You know how fast it fucking goes. And then all of a sudden we're sitting here Super Bowl weekend and you're like, (laughs) of all of all the things that happen during a football season and all the things available to put on as accessories to your football watching the, you know, fantasy football uh, betting of of all the things that are partnered with and go hand in hand with my football watching experience, either as a fan of the Bears or a fan of the sport in general. Mm hmm. Doing this show is easily my favorite accoutrement to the uh, to the football season. So I'm really glad to be here. So thank you for doing all those power rankings and really thinking about it. Uh, thanks to Joe Malkin, Michael Marcangelo, Rayshon Buchanan uh, for all coming and being guests on the show. 
Um, I think we've talked about it, and I think that, you know, the show's in a good place. We can start expanding the roster of visitors, I think, next season. People to come in. What I would love to do is like, uh, oh, we're the Cowboys are playing the Bengals. You know a Bengals fan. Let's bring him in and talk about it. You know, like those sort of things uh, for for relevance. So just we have ideas coming up, guys, for the next uh, for next season. But I really think we we put out a decent product this year. So I hope thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, and uh, also thanks, a special thanks to our wonderful producer Craig D'Alessandro for editing thousands of hours of content uh, into what eventually became this package. So without Bobby starting it with the power rankings and Craig finishing it with the editing, I wouldn't be able to be the delicious, delicious meat in the middle of that sandwich. So uh, <laughs> I'm just fucking be a, be a delicious sandwich. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, thanks. And especially thanks to everyone who listened all year and gave us cool feedback. I love the messages. I love the comments. I loved, I loved all the little dopamine hits I got when you guys hit like on the posts. So Thank you guys all so much, and have a great Super Bowl Sunday. Please drink irresponsibly, but drive responsibly. Thank you so much for listening to the 22-23 Missing the Point Power Rankings Extravaganza. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all times? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, and the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Electric acid. Electric acid.